I'm Carol Joy Side, and welcome to the Homeschool Made Simple podcast. You're listening to episode 58. This is a podcast to help you home simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. Well, this morning, I am so delighted to have Katherine Frickman, a graduate of this homeschool crazy idea, um, visiting with me today. She's in Tennessee at her college, and we're on Zoom together doing this interview. And I'm so delighted for you all to get to meet Katherine. She is like the star in the crown of homeschooling. She's the oldest of five children. Her dad is a physician in uh, Riverside County. He works with infectious diseases and public health. Her mom, Amy, um, is one of my board members and has been a nurse um, in her history and now is full-time raising and homeschooling her, her five children. So Catherine, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with you today. Thank you, honey. So tell us about your homeschool journey. Um, when did you start homeschooling? Tell, tell us a little bit about that. Well, my parents, I believe when I was about six months old, heard about one of your conferences coming to the area where we lived. And so my mom was like, come on, we're going to go to this. We're going to go to this. And my dad was like, okay, let's go. And so they took me as a baby with them. And um, by the time they left at the end of the day, they got in the car and um, they were like, this is what we're going to do. This is awesome. My dad was not sold going into it, but coming out of that, he was like, we're going to do this and we're going to use Mysticide's method the, all the way through. Um, and so my parents, I was, I would say I was pretty much homeschooled from day one. Yes, <laughs> it sounds like it. Six yeah. months old. I think you got to start on things that way. That's yeah. so great. And your parents, as the years wore on, um, have really been leaders in, in their community. So many people look up to them and um, ask them lots of questions. And they started begging me to come and do a seminar in your area. And I kept trying to put them off and they wouldn't go away. And so finally I said, okay, let's do it. And so we started doing seminars and your mom and dad would coordinate them and sponsor them. And every time I would do a seminar, your dad, who may have been a late bloomer, um, coming into this, but boy, howdy, did he drink the Kool-Aid, huh? Because yep. he would always at the end of the seminar, what would he always say? Do you remember? I don't. I was usually in the back working with books and everything. <laughs> yeah. so. We were running the seminar, exactly. But he would say, okay, Carol, when are you coming back? And it would always be like a month after I'd just been there or something. And I'd be like, no, Eric, I'm not coming that soon. And then <laughs> like one of those applause guys, you know, in the sitcoms where they're like waving their arms, mm -hmm. like applause, applause, you know, and he'd, he'd work the crowd up and yeah, come on, we want her. Come on, when can you come back? And he is just such a loyal supporter and encourager in the homeschool community. Both your parents have just been pillars really in, in Southern California, in the Inland Empire in particular, and, and leaders. So now you're an old lady, you're in college. What, do you, what are you studying? Tell us about where you are and what you're doing. So I'm currently um, at Southern Adventist University studying nursing and also international studies with an emphasis in Spanish. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing a double major, which is a little crazy, but so much fun. So. Yeah, and um, you're a freshman this year? No, I'm actually a junior. 
Oh my word. Okay. Yeah. How time flies. You're already a junior, Catherine. You're getting older, but I'm not. <laughs> so. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> You're so sweet. So honey, tell me about the transition of going into college as a homeschooler. And um, did you feel like this has been an asset, a detriment? Tell me about that. Oh, it's definitely been an asset coming into college for sure. Um, I think everyone's a little intimidated going from high school to college because it is a big transition. And I was intimidated by that. But when I got to college and started taking classes, I remember people around me freaking out about their English classes and everything they had to take. And I was sitting there going, does anybody else feel like this is actually easier than high school was? Like, I don't know if that was just me, but um, I never, that transition, there are challenges and you grow through the whole thing, but it was never a really difficult challenge for me. And I think a lot of people expected me not to do well because I did come into college homeschooled. But um, everybody, there's a couple people I talked to and I'd say, you know, oh yeah, like I was homeschooled and they're like, that's why, like, that's why you were so invested in school. And that's why you're so excited about (laughs) school and everything. And so it honestly was so helpful coming into college with a good work ethic, which a lot of people have to learn when they get to college, um, unfortunately, because that's a really big transition if you don't have a good work ethic. Um, And also just the idea of like lifelong learning that home that comes with homeschooling because I personally believe that homeschooling is so much more than just doing school um which is tell us about that yeah so what is homeschool to you and first of all let me ask you a for a, a, a question before that question and that is are you glad that you were homeschooled for high school and didn't go to school before college and if so why why are you glad oh I'm so glad um I feel like not going to school in high school opened up a lot of doors that would not have been opened up otherwise and provided a lot of opportunities that I wouldn't have been able to take hold of if I had gone to school during high school. Um, And so I've never regretted for a moment that I did not go to school in high school. Um, I actually, I think a lot of people look at the fact that I was homeschooled in high school as I was missing out on things, but um, I always looked at it as though they were missing out on things because when you're homeschooled, you have so much more time. You know, I actually ended up doing high school in three years because I looked at it and I was like, it doesn't take this long to get all these classes I need. Like, you know, I can do this really quick and I can spend more time doing all the other things that I love and really cultivating a really great community and a really good relationship with God and, um, you know, just spending time really enjoying all these hobbies and all the things I wanted to try out. Because I mean, once you leave high school, that is the biggest time in your life where you're going to be able to um, try everything and do everything. Cause you do not have that much time when you get into college. And it's also a really great time to help figure out what you want to do in college. Mm. I feel like 90% of people I talk to come to college and they think they know what they want and then they don't because they haven't tried anything out. So, yeah. So what are the, some of the things you did? Did you do a gap year? I can't remember. Did you? No, I didn't. I just went straight into college after, but I did take a study abroad year in college. So my sophomore high school, um, I was ahead of in a way and so I took a study abroad year which is I actually needed for my other for one of my majors oh so I know you went to Spain 
Yes. And, but you and your family have done a lot of traveling. So your dad has taken you across the United States and across Europe. Is that right? As a family, he's, yeah. he, he's a dreamer. Your father's a visionary. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. We travel he, quickly. We travel. I mean, people, that was another great thing. And a huge advantage of homeschooling was that we would always leave on vacation, right? As like the summer was still going, but when everyone else went back to school, Yes. And so we would have everything to ourselves. We would just be, you know, in the car. My mom, I have this like very distinct memory of my mom reading books to us about Marie Antoinette, for example, as we're driving to Paris and, you know, from where was it? Vienna, I think, because that's where she had come from. And yeah. my parents were like, we're going to visit all these places in the story. So like, because of that, we're going to read you the story while we're going. Oh. And it, was, it just brought history alive. That just gives me goosebumps. Was that like, um, and she was probably reading you Opal Wheeler books and who knows what kind of biographies right on the composers and the artists, architects. Wow. So you were not just reading textbooks. You were actually putting your feet on the ground in these places where the people you were studying about lived. Yeah. Yeah. And probably for a fraction of what it would have cost to go to the local private Christian school. Yeah, I know that my parents would always say, you know, because we don't send you to a local private Christian school, we have, we can afford to have music lessons and all the hobbies that you want to do, but we can also put aside money to travel. And so, I mean, I used to tell people when I was younger, American history is my favorite, but it was because I had been to all the places where this had happened. Yes. But then once we started traveling beyond that, I was like, wow, I don't even have a favorite anymore. So <laughs> yeah, now you're in love with world history because you've gotten to see. That is so marvelous. So you don't regret being homeschooled for high school um, because a lot of families seem to cave in uh, in high school, Catherine. And I understand that they're worried about, you know, higher level math, higher level science, um, things that maybe, you know, a lot of families feel intimidated about. I certainly do and would. How did your parents handle those kind of college prep courses that would scare anybody? Um, well, I will be totally honest. There were tears sometimes. That's just part of life. Um, but tears also happen when you do go to school. I'm just going to say that to you. Just because your kids go to school doesn't mean that they're going to learn everything they need to at school. Um, I had a lot of friends that would come home from school and their parents would still have to teach them the subjects that they were supposed to be learning at school. And, um, you know, my parents, we had curriculums in, in high school, sorry, not in college, in high school yeah. for these subjects like yeah. math and science. And um, what did my, you guys use? Excuse me for interrupting you, but these are always the questions families are asking. So what did you use like for freshman biology, for example, what did you use for that? I think we used some of Apologia and then wow. some Bob Jones. I'm not totally sure. Okay. My mom will tell you I'm the guinea pig of my family because I'm the oldest. I tried eight different math programs. Yes. Don't worry. I did fine on my SAT. <laughs> it worked out despite that. But I would recommend sticking with one all the way through. But I think if you start with a program that has math for high school, when they're in elementary school. So it's the same program all the way through. That's probably better. Okay. Um, so I would just say like any math program that goes all the way through and science, I total honesty didn't do science until I was even in high school, like actual science, right. um, like nature journaling and reading books yeah. about nature and stuff like that, which definitely so, gave you a really good jump start. Yeah. But, you were doing science. You just didn't know you were doing science. Yeah. It wasn't a science book. It was That's just 
nature study. study. Yeah, it was, and which is really, really helpful yes. um, in a lot of ways. So yeah, coming into that, my parents, a lot of it, these books have everything you need and they would just give them to us and say like, you know, do this to this and then we'll give you the test or whatever. And it definitely taught me how to teach myself a lot of things, which people might say that's a really bad thing, but you're going to have to do it anyways in college. Cause in college, they're like, here's a textbook. Let me lecture for five minutes and then go figure out the rest of it out for the test. Yeah. And so coming into college, that was actually really helpful. Cause I already knew how to teach myself subjects that weren't fully taught to me all at once. And it definitely, I have never felt behind in any of those topics because I didn't go to an actual school in high school. So. Wow. You know, I, what, what the college admissions officers tell us is why they so actively recruit homeschool kids is because homeschool children think that education is something they do for themselves, not something that is done for them. And you're a perfect example of that. You also have amazing entrepreneurial skills. You've been running the book uh, tables at my seminars since you could practically see above the table. And then you've also uh, started a business when you were back home. Tell, tell us about that. So I honestly don't even remember how old I was, probably 11 or 12. Okay. And my parents, um, you know, we cook a lot at home and yeah. my parents were like, hey, why don't you try selling some of these things? We had chickens as well because my parents are, you know, wanted to teach us how to raise animals and how yeah. to be responsible with that. We yeah. had a big garden. And so... Um, we were like, hey, you know, why not? We don't know anything about running a business. We're literally very small children. But my parents, you know, kind of mentored us and walking us through every step but letting us do it ourselves. We worked out budgets. And we figured out how much, you know, how much we we're going to make off of each thing that we made. And um, as time went on, we kind of started adding more. Um, we started out with like eggs and we'd make homemade granola and things like that. And then I started making artisan bread yeah. as well and that is what really took off with our business um and now when I left for college I taught my younger sister how to make the bread and she has made this even more professional and um she has the entire system down every Thursday a text goes out to like 30 different customers and they send her what they want for the next day and she gets up super early in the morning on Friday morning and makes all of the bread fresh and then we go deliver it to like 20 to 30 people like in the area sometimes less depending on the week but yeah it's been so cool just to get to balance that and start all of those things so mom was telling me how much your sister has saved in the bank yes. as a result of the bread business and it's truly amazing and you have to pay so you do profit and loss and mm -hmm. you you balance your profit with your supply costs and you're figuring out that it's not free to bake bread. So, mm -hmm. you know, especially really good quality bread. And mm -hmm. so she's having to figure all this out before she can even drive, which your mom was telling me how she has to do the deliveries with your sister. And that's a big commitment for your mom. But once she learns how to drive, then your sister, you know, really can be on her own with the business. It sounds like mm -hmm. she's making pesto. Your mom was giving me the list of all the different things that your sister has expanded into. I'm like, yeah. oh my word. Years ago, several friends said, we feel as though you have so much more to say. Would you please create a part two seminar? Families were homeschooling for the elementary years, but they had no long-term vision. So as their children reached the teen years, they were putting them back into school. That is why my seminar 
Begin with the End in Mind was designed to give you the long view for the spiritual and intellectual development of your children. I like to say, if you're not even pregnant yet, this is the seminar for you. Having this information as you begin your journey, as well as when you're coming to the conclusion of it, will save you untold heartache, confusion, and financial stress. When you know where you're headed, it makes the journey so much simpler. Join me on Saturday, April 17th for a live webinar. The replay will be available for two weeks after the live event. You will receive 11 pages of handouts, which if I do say so myself, are worth their weight in gold. Register by April 10th to receive an early bird discount. You don't want to miss this seminar. It will equip you to make it across the finish line with your children. Now back to the show. So um, if you were going to give advice to some homeschool families, some of them very young that are listening today, you know, their kids are, you know, nursing babies. What, what advice would you give them, Catherine, having come through the gauntlet here and now kind of on the other side? What would you tell them? Well, honestly, there's a lot of things I could say, but I'd have to say, I think that keeping it simple is probably the most important thing and not comparing yourself to other families whose kids are in school, because it's really easy to look at what everyone else is doing and feel like, oh, I really need to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And keeping it simple and providing like time is so precious and it goes by really fast. And I know parents usually feel like time goes faster for them than it does for their kids. But honestly, I feel like I wish that I could go back and tell myself at the beginning of high school Mm -hmm. that I needed to just enjoy things more and not stress so much about the school side of things because it all comes together. Like we've talked about in the past, when if you're a good reader, you're going to be a good writer. And if you've done nature study all the way up into high school, just for fun and being outside and exploring nature, science is going to come naturally for you. And so there's so many things that if you just enjoy the time you have with your kids and let your kids enjoy their freedom and their flexibility, because you'll never have that again. Um, that's so valuable. So yeah, just keep it simple and stay focused on like, the things that are really, really important. Yes. Now, were books a big part of your life? Tell, tell us a little bit about your relationship to books. Absolutely. Um, wow. From, for literally some of my earliest memories are me sitting on the couch with my mom reading to me before I could read myself. I actually love being read to to this day. I go home and I'm like, mom, read to me, read to me. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I convinced myself that I didn't need to learn to read because I love being read to so much. <laughs> And I literally refused to learn to read till I was about seven. And one day I just woke up and I was like, it would be nice to read to myself when my mom's busy. And I guess I want to learn to read now. And I learned to read like the next day. So don't stress if your kids aren't learning to read fast enough, because when they do decide they're going to read, they'll read real fast. Yeah. Um, and I just started reading a lot all the way up until college. And I still read a lot, honestly, compared to most college students. I yeah. tell people you can you have time to spend on your phone every day, you have time to spend reading a book. Um, And just taking even 15 minutes a day, like right before you go to bed or something has been so important. And yeah, books have been huge. I mean, they're your friends. They'll take you on adventures that you can't afford to go on or can't even imagine. So yeah. So true. Are there any authors or books that have really been 
impactful in your life, even from little bitty, you know, little, it could be a picture book. Oh, for sure. I'd say starting out at a really young age, some of my favorites were um, the Beatrix Potter books. So your yeah. rabbit series, I had all the little mini ones. Um, yeah. I think it's how she originally wrote them. And then I also had all of the Winnie the Pooh books, which I will admit my family still listens to all of the Winnie, Pooh, Winnie the Pooh and Peter Rabbit books. We have them on audio and we listen to them in the car. Yeah. Um, the youngest person in my family is 13. We still listen to them. So they are classics. <laughs> but um, growing up, I absolutely loved Girl of the Limberlost. And mm. I think I read most of the Gene Stratton Porter books, some of them multiple times. They're all fabulous. Um, I love Ellen Montgomery. Um, mm. I'm trying to think of other ones. I recently been reading some Bob Goff. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. I love his books. Who, honey? Bob Goff. He wrote Love Does and um, Dream Big. And then his wife is also an author. But yeah, there's those are a lot of good books. So I don't know, The Hawk and the Dove. I'm just trying to think of some of my absolute favorites. But yeah. I mean, yeah. most of them, I think, came from your list, pretty much. The word bored in our house is not allowed. Um, <laughs> you said you were bored. Mom just like pointed at our library and she was like, you need to find something you haven't read. Or she'd hand us your list. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, oh. another one that was really, really special to me is the Trailblazer series, I think. Yeah, yeah. so the Trailblazer biographies from Scotland, yes. so all the missionary biographies, yeah. Those are really big. Yeah. So. What's your dream for your future? Where do you see yourself in five years? I would really love to see myself in the mission field. Um, I should be graduating um, just a semester after let's see December of 2023 I think okay um, and or 2022 actually that's that's the correct time <laughs> <laughs> um, and I really I'm going to take a year and go work in Malawi at a hospital as a student missionary um hopefully and then come back to the U.S. get a couple more years of experience as a nurse yes. and then I'd really love to go into the mission field somewhere I'm not really sure where God wants uh -huh. me to go yet but yes. yeah that's been my dream Wow. Well, if I were sick in a hospital and I opened my eyes and saw your face, I think I was seeing an angel Aww. because not only are you precious inside, but you are just beautiful on the outside. I can't take my eyes off of you. Our listeners can't see you, but I, I can. And you are just a gem. And I know your parents just, they're so proud of all of you children and you've all kind of taken slightly different roads you know and it's so it's so delightful to see even with the same parents and the same family with the same environment how homeschool is such a personalized experience yeah and that the kids who come out of it really become more themselves um and they're free to really pursue who they are their passions what's burning in their chest and i think all of your siblings are experiencing that as you have as well and it's just such a joy to see what God has done in your family and all the different people that then you in turn as a family have influenced. And so many of my consulting families are like, well, Amy and Eric have influenced us. So we just had to come and consult with you because we see the fruit in their family. And I'm like, oh, it's just, it's such a joy. And someday you're going to be mentoring other homeschool families and you're going to be um, you know, really advising people. And I'm sure you already are, even in your college days right now. So would you mind, Catherine, praying 
for our families um, that are listening that are praying for direction and insight. And we all want um, to picture that our kids are what they're going to look like when they're 18 or 21 or 31. And you're a perfect example of a child that any parent would be so honored to have raised and the fruit that is seen in your life. And would you pray for them as they're just some of them just starting out at the very beginning of this journey and praying that their kids walk with God, that they're smart and godly. And um, it's, it's scary when you're starting out. Yeah. So would you pray for them, please, honey? Of course. Yeah. Thank you. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day and just for Mrs. Side and her ministry. God, there are so many people here today, I hope, listening that are excited to homeschool or maybe they're slightly fearful. But God, I just ask that you would just fill them with peace and just help them to know that this is the direction you want them to go in. Um, God, I just want to pray over their children that you would bless them, that you would just make them eager to learn and you would just direct their path. Father, I know that you have incredible plans for every single person hearing this podcast today and for all of their children as well. And um, God, I know that you have direction and you're going to give that to them 100%. So Father, I just ask that as we go out from this place today, that you would just fill everyone's hearts with your peace, with your presence, and just with your courage to do the things that they want to do in their children's lives. And um, just thank you for loving us so much in your name. Amen. Amen. Oh, thank you, Catherine. And thank you for joining me this week on the Homeschool Made Simple podcast. If you liked what you heard in this episode, I'd appreciate a rating and a review on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help too. Visit my website, Carol Joy Side, to subscribe to our weekly email and receive exclusive discounts in my online store where seminars and interviews are available. Be sure to tune in next week for my next episode where I help you homeschool simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. Blessings.